are listening to Windy City Slam. My name is Chris Lanuti, Mike Pankow joining me. And for the next half hour, we're going to be talking wrestling Chicago style. Should have an awful lot of fun on the show today. We have a guest that will be joining us very shortly. The mercenary Garrison Creed is going to be on here in just a little bit of, t- a little bit of time. He's already kind of hanging on right now. But we're going to start off with Michael. Michael, how are you? I'm good, Chris. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit of a crazy weekend. Uh, I attended Warrior Wrestling's final stadium series show on Saturday. And then I uh, spent late last night, late Sunday night, watching WWE Clash. So we'll talk a little bit about both of those things later on in the half hour. Uh, before we get to our guest, Garrison Creed, I just want to um, say that um, condolences out to the family of Joe Laurinaitis. Um, better known as World Warrior Animal. Um, very sad. He passed away at 16 years old this week. Uh, late last Tuesday night, he was at a Missouri resort celebrating his anniversary with his wife, Kim. Um, very tragic. Um, the World Warriors were the only team to win the AWA, the NWA, and the WWE Tag Team Championships. Very impressive accomplishments by both him and Mike Hegstrand, who was World Warrior Hawk. And they were always one of my favorites. They were always one of my favorites. I, I, as a kid, they were just like, they were awesome. And uh, that 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 one hurts a little bit because uh, as a little kid, yeah, I I just thought they were great every time they came out. Yeah, their entrance, their the the music they used with that they used Iron Man in the '80s, and then the WWE music was even really cool too. The catchphrase, "Oh, what a rush!" Um, the way they just went in the ring and just kicked the crap out of everybody. It was it was really really cool. Um, so now they're both reunited up in heaven. Uh, Hawk passed away in 2003. So condolences to the family. Um, John Laurinaitis, the brother, as we know, is Johnny Ace or uh, People Power in WWE for many years. You got me right there on that one, that they're both up in heaven. I mean, like, now I just imagine, like, you know, just like scene with clouds. Everything's nice and peaceful. And then all of a sudden, Road Warriors music hits. Oh, what a rush. And like, like all the music hits and he just comes walking through the gates, man. That was a, that's the visual I wanted today. Thank you. That started my Monday off perfectly. Yeah, really, really uh, cool visual. Yes. <laughs> and I'll be uh, doing the doomsday device up in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. So if we see some, some poor jobber falling through the clouds yeah. on, and smack dabbing onto earth, we know what happened. All right, uh, we got a loaded show, so right now I want to bring in our guest, ladies and gentlemen, the mercenary, Garrison Creed. Hey, how are you, bud? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on here. Awesome. So before we uh, go back a little bit and talk a little bit about how you got into business, let's go forward and say this Saturday night, Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, the show is called Saturday Night Rebel Masters. It's Saturday night, October 3rd at the American Legion Post 451 in Michigan City, Indiana, bell time, 7 p.m. Eastern. And in our main event, it'll be our guest, the mercenary himself, Garrison Creed, against veteran Marche Rocket, who we've seen at Impact Wrestling over a few years ago. And the third guy in the equation is Chicago area veteran Shogun Chris Logan. It's going to be a triple threat match to crown the first ever CCW champion. So, Garrison, how do you feel about being in that particular match? 
First, I feel completely honored. I mean, I'm in there with uh, two very well-established established, uh, established uh, gentlemen uh, in the Chicagoland area, uh, both of which are going to give me the fight of my life. Uh, also, I am a, I am in the tip-top shape that I've ever been in, uh, military-wise or even today-wise. I am the in the best form that I've ever been in, ready to go, ready to rip, roar, and uh, bring it all I can uh, this Saturday night in uh, Michigan City. What is it like? Uh, is there any extra pressure when you sit there and you think to yourself, like, I'm almost launching Chicagoland Championship Wrestling? Like, do you put a little bit extra in here? Is this a promotion that's really kind of it's about to start getting going, especially coming out of all this COVID stuff? And there, I mean, it still exists, of course, COVID-19. But now now we're getting wrestling matches again. Do you put any extra pressure on yourself, understanding the moment? I've, uh, I'm always really hard on myself to go on out there and do the best that I can uh, for every paying seat that there is in the crowd. Um, I also took it upon myself uh, back in June when I had my first show coming back, coming out of this COVID situation, uh, to uh, make that my mission to help uh, distract people from what's going on in reality here to bring back some entertainment to bring back sports uh just so that way people have that uh momentary escape from you know all the pressure that we got going on around us uh, so i've been taking that that approach to things for you for a little bit and even further so now we got the debut show for chicagoland championship wrestling i've been talking with john bullard now since last november uh, about this we were all hyped up about the original show going on in may uh this happens uh, that just gave me a little bit more time in my head uh, to even further prepare, to further hype myself up, uh, to further hype up the show, to further get everybody uh, excited uh, for this you know, fantastic event that's going to be uh, coming up. So, Garrison, let's talk a little bit about your background. You're from Manitowoc, Wisconsin, which is about an hour, give or take, uh, so north of Milwaukee, correct? Yeah, it's about that. Okay. Um, uh, I went on over uh, after you know after training in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, and then a year's worth of training over in South Korea. Uh, I got shipped on over to Iraq with, and basically, I mean, what the infantry does, uh, all the stuff that you got in the movies, all that stuff that they 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 show you, what's going on there. That's your primary job. That's what I did. Uh, it was. I'd like to say it wasn't a day in day out thing, but for a good chunk of my uh, deployments over there, it was a uh, very movie quality type action. But when you actually sit down and realize, Hey, this stuff that makes people you know, that brings their adrenaline up for two and a half hours in a theater, uh, eating popcorn and sipping soda somewhere, I'm actually going out there and doing that and risking my life. Uh, that brings a whole different perspective to, into the whole uh, worldview of things uh, when it comes to combat and fighting and war. Uh, it also grounded me very well that, yes, extreme situations can happen in a very mundane life. It made me the person that I am today. I've had some very harrowing experiences, uh, but that also made me more enthusiastic and more emotional about getting into uh, things that uh, are near and dear to my heart. Like right now, that would be my family and professional wrestling. I would imagine that it helps you in pressure situations as well. I mean, I, look, what I did in my life before, I, it, you know, for about 10 years, I was a 911 dispatcher in Cook County. That doesn't compare to anything that you do, but I know that I get calm in pressure situations because I had to, I had to teach myself to be able to do that day in, day out. I would imagine with you, it's even at a greater scale. Like we're, we're talking about launching Chicago land championship wrestling, but there's probably far less pressure on, or at least you don't feel it the same way. You probably process it a different way because of the things that you've gone through in your life. 
uh, for me, yeah, it's a it's a thriving mentality. If I don't have that uh, that flurry going on in my stomach, that nervousness, uh, I was I just got told uh, got finished telling a young man this past weekend that you know he asked me, do I get nervous before my matches? And I say every time, uh, it's just like going on outside the wire in a, on a mission over in Iraq. You don't know what's going to happen, and you can't exactly be uh, prepared for when those rounds start coming by, whizzing by your head. Um, but when that does happen, that's when you find out what kind of a man you are. Uh, when you can make a clear situation out of chaos and be able to still uh, complete your mission, uh, when you can make a game plan at the spur of, spur of the moment that could be life or death, hey, come on, on out and doing a professional wrestling match. I mean, that comes pretty darn close to uh, what I experienced over in Iraq, just in a different aspect of things. Uh so, I mean, to make it real simple, I thrive on that. I want that nervousness. I want that excitement. Uh, I want those butterflies, that flurry going off in my stomach because I know that when that when if I got that going on, that's telling me that when I go on out there in that ring, I'm going to be sharp and I'm going to be ready. Speaking of uh, a little bit of that unpredictability, you were part of a pre-show battle royal at Warrior Wrestling uh, this past weekend, and you won that match by... <laughs> You won that match by eliminating a big guy, Cypher, and there were a lot of different, you know, uh, talents in that ring, um, a lot of different characters, some guys really established in the Chicago area. What was like? What was it like winning that match and then just being in the battle royal environment? Uh, just being in that battle royal period in front of that crowd and having that opportunity on such a, a, a larger, notable stage, uh, that was very worthwhile. And yeah, you you, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. That was a very motley crew of individuals that was in that ring. Uh, everybody uh, in there definitely had a different thing going on that was very far away from any anything traditional. Um, so I just went on in and did the best thing that I do. I punch and I throw guys. Um, so that's what I did. It came on down to uh, me to, and this monster guy, uh, Cypher. I uh, just got him all heated up, ready to go at me. Comes crap, you know, flying at me, and I thought, hey, let's see. Uh, I bet you the crowd will pop if I just launch him over the top rope, uh, you know, like he did with uh, uh, that little high flyer guy right into that dive spot on the, uh, the guys on the outside. Let's see if I could do that to this big guy. And uh, there we go. Yeah, so very impressive performance there. You were on the pre-show the week before for Stadium Series 2. You've been doing a lot of other stuff as well. Uh, let me throw out there real quick. Uh, Rocket Pro Wrestling is hosting the Best of the Midwest Tournament, and those badges are starting to drop on YouTube. So fans, you can go over to the Rocket Pro Wrestling YouTube page and see Garrison Creed in that tournament as well. I have to ask a question of Garrison. And uh, this goes back to one of my favorite set, uh, things that I like to do on the show. Explain this to me like I'm a noob. All right, so explain this to me like I'm a noob, Garrison. Um, you just mentioned something right there. What did you call it? Like a, a pit area? Something where you could throw somebody into? What, what did you call that? Oh, the, the dive spot. We dive had, spot. Uh, where we had everybody that was already eliminated outside of the, out, uh, of the match. Uh, they all had some... Um, some tensions going on so they were still brawling even though out there after eliminated uh and then we had this uh this little high flyer type dude probably was about 130 pounds soaking wet just get <laughs> snatched out of the sky by cypher and thrown like a lawn dart to the outside right into the center of this pit so now is that <laughs> is that a and i you know we're pulling back the curtain just a little bit here is that spot there just in case somebody goes yeah i want to go with this move or is that a pre-planned thing like you guys better be over there around this time because i'm i'm going for this move 
Oh, you know, it, it, how how in advance does do people know that's coming that are standing on the outside when you're throwing a guy at them? Well, I mean, if you're expected to catch somebody, I would hope you know. Um, <laughs> I've had it. I've had it happen plenty of times where I wasn't in the know. Um, uh, but yeah, but sometimes I mean, you may have to plan it or whatnot. Um, that or in you know, in this case, I'm sure that he could have picked out any any target on the outside, like he was throwing, you know, actually at a bar throwing darts and uh, hit a bullseye. Because I mean, the size difference between that guy and Cipher was a uh, uh, was large, and yeah, just pick a target and throw him. And uh, well, if he misses, then you just javelin him into a fo- football field, and they had a pretty good turf. It wasn't something nice. It was something nice to fall on. <laughs> That's awesome. I absolutely yeah. love it. All Fair right. Turf, yeah. Thanks for explaining it to me like I was a noob. Mike, you can continue. <laughs> All right. Uh, what attracted you to wrestling, Garrison? And how did an army guy, being an army guy, translate into a wrestling training? What my interest was uh, during the Monday Night Wars, watching the the mid card of WCW, uh, all these uh, international and world renowned talents: uh, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Jushin Thunder Liger, Juventud Guerrero, uh, Rey Mysterio, Chris Benoit. I mean, I mean, what what names of those guys? I mean, back in the in the late nineties, they were all solid mid card. Uh, and then during my time in the service, they all became, you know, world champion status in WWE. Uh, so I'm, it was more than just me getting uh, interested in them, but that was what solidified my interest in doing uh, what I did. Um, I never thought, as much as I wanted to, I never thought I was actually going to get the opportunity to uh, don a pair of spandex and jump inside the old squared circle. Um but then when I had the opportunity to, I found out that, you know, there's a trainer right here in Manitowoc, Wisconsin, and he's got, uh, he's, tra- he's responsible for training the best in Wisconsin. I'm going to throw my name in the hat and give this a go. Um, and it's worked out wonderfully since. Okay. Um, what is your ultimate goal in professional wrestling for yourself? Uh I, I don't see the, the path of success as a ladder. Uh, it's different, way more multifaceted than that. It's kind of more like a rock wall. And my goal is to get as high as I can up on this rock wall, whether it is uh, by some, some happenstance, I get a, per, a performance deal for WWE and I go that route. Uh, I get noticed by places like Impact or AEW. Hey, maybe even a uh, New Japan Pro or uh, Noah or somebody you know, overseas. Maybe a European company would would like to bring me on in. Um, I just want to climb up as high as I can uh, and make a good living doing uh, what what's growing quite fondly in my own personality or what I love to do. Okay, so Garrison, before we let you go, and thanks for your time today. Promote yourself. Uh, where can fans find you on social media, and what what are your, some of your upcoming appearances? Uh, you can find me on all the social medias. I'm on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, give me a look at Garrison Creed, G-A-R-R-I-S-A-O-N-C-R-E-E-D. Uh, you'll find me there. I have a pro wrestling tees site as well, prowrestlingtees.com backslash Garrison Creed. Uh, uh, Coming on up hard on paper for sure is the Chicago Land Championship Wrestling event that we had already plugged uh, October 3rd in Michigan City, Indiana. Uh, after that, I'm going to do a little bit of wandering. You're not exactly going to know for sure where I'm going to pipe on up. Uh, GCW's got the uh, collective movement going on down in uh, 
in Indianapolis. I'm uh, going to be in attendance. We'll make see what's going to happen there. Um, I am also got a couple of trips planned up to go on down to Texas. Uh, I'll be there for Christian Wrestling Federation uh, October 17th. I got two more shows that weekend. I'll be uh, flowing on down there for. And uh, November is still a lot, a lot up in the air. Um, but you will see me around, that's for sure. It was, it was fun connecting with you over the last couple of weeks at Warrior Wrestling. And thank you for coming on today, Garrison Creed. Thank you again so much, and good luck with your future. We'll be in touch. All right, thank you guys. Thank you very much for having me on. Garrison right. Creed right there. Thank you very much, sir. And that was a good, uh, good time right there. What else is going on here locally? Yeah, uh, I was at Warrior Wrestling Stadium Series Night 3, as uh, I already kind of alluded to. Um, Garrison won that battle royal with that motley crew of characters as he put it that, that's a really good name for it because we had guys like the uh the chicago side show which consists of cypher and nacho clown and gabaldi uh ryan matthews made his uh warrior wrestling debut he had a bunch of other uh local midwestern type talents in that match as well it was a fun little match but the show itself was amazing uh, Steve and Eric do an absolutely tremendous job of putting these together. They top themselves again. And the three main matches really, really delivered. And the main event saw a little bit of a surprise, a heartwarming surprise. Trey Miguel of the Rascals, who's known for, you know, tag team wrestling, trios wrestling and all that in the major circuits like Impact Wrestling. He comes in. It's a triple threat match with him, Pillman and Brian Cage. Trey Miguel wins the Warrior Wrestling Championship by defeating those two guys, becoming the third ever champion in that company. And basically, he countered a Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, jackhammer attempt into a, uh, I believe, like an inside cradle or a small package and got the three count. And, I mean, it was a shock to everybody. People were going crazy. I think members of his family were there crying. Um his partner, Zachary Wentz, was there. He had a different match. He came in, he rushed in. He was so bubbly and giggly. He's like, man, I didn't even know this was happening. And then a bunch of his um, wrestling friends who happened to be on the card, whether it was in a, a scramble match or the Battle Royal or the other pre-show match from Ohio, they all came out and celebrated, lifted Trey up on their shoulders. It was just a special, special moment. And a um, great move by Steve and Eric to kind of to put the title on a, on a different guy, I mean, yeah, Brian Pillman Jr. was great. Brian Cage was awesome. But now with Trey being your champion, you're going to get all kinds of new-looking matches, great matchups in the future. So it was it was a hell of a moment, very, very touching. And um, I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah, you know, that's that's something you don't, you don't expect to see coming when you see Cage and Pillman on the bill. Like, you just – you don't expect that outcome. And, and you know, that – that's that's what's fun sometimes about pro wrestling. You don't want to see, you know, fans come in with preconceived notions about what they think is going to happen, and it's good to have a swerve or something that is naturally built up and it makes everything exciting at the end. And that, you know, kudos to them. I wish I saw more of that on my television when I watched the big boys. I'm going to tell you that I, I wish I saw more of that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, back to the card itself, uh, the co-main event, or the, um, the semi-main event, Chicago's Kylie Ray successfully defended her Warrior Women's Championship for the first time. She defeated longtime Impact Wrestling star Madison Rain, and for Madison Rain, it was her final independent wrestling match. And I thought the story they told in the match was, was great. 
another kind of uh, heart-tugging type story. Uh, they uh, alluded to the WrestleMania 24 finish with Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. And uh, one of Kylie's signature moves is, of course, the super kick. So basically, she hit her. Kylie hits Madison once with the super kick. Madison's kind of dazed in the ring. Madison's doing like that, the, you know, come on. Kylie's just you know, going through all these emotions. He's, all of a sudden, she screams, I'm sorry, I love you, and then delivers the final super kick and gets the three count on Madison Rain. It was just an incredible emotional moment again. Great match. Two very, very nice people as well. And um, I got to, to talk to Madison a little bit at the show. She was just terrific. Obviously, Kylie's always great. And real quick, on a side, congratulations to Kylie Ray and Isaiah Velasquez on their engagement. Very, very cool for them. That's nice to hear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, was a, it was a great couple weeks for them as well. And then um, going on to the match that a lot of people were looking forward to, and this was absolutely insane. AEW's The Bad Boy, Joey Janela, he defeated Robert Ego Anthony with his buddy, his manager, his partner, his confidant, Frank the Clown, in a Falls Count Anywhere street fight. Did you see Ego Anthony's back afterwards, the picture of that? I saw the yes, picture I of did. it online. Holy cow. I got wow, a picture of that, too, up. at some point at my post. But, yeah, yeah it was uh, beat red, and uh, people were making fun of it on Twitter, too, like drawing, like, designs of, of something in the shape of the bruises on his back. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a hard-hitting, uh, ass-kicking, ass-whipping type match. But before the match, Ego and Frank come out with this amazing entrance. They're driving a slingshot, which like this ridiculous looking car all of these yellow like hybrid sports car thing but you would almost see like in transformers or something almost look a little like bumblebee they're driving around the track and they make their entrance in that so right then and there you know this is something special and then they have the match itself uh they're beating the crap out of each other and there's even a spot in the match um outside the ring one of the camera guys is filming it gets too close to Ego, bumps Ego. Now, this is a planned spot, I believe. I'm 99% sure it was planned. But Ego turns on, just wails on the camera guy. And poor Martin Carillo, that's his name. He's with Wrestling with Unicorns. He goes down in a heap, and Ego just beats him with the cane. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And he totally beats him up. Then our buddy Jordan Cross comes out, and one of his uh, – uh, another guy named Michael Pena, they come out to try to save um, Martine and stop Ego. Ego beats them up, too. So poor Jordan gets beat up yet again by Ego Anthony. So, man alive. Oof. You get so excited, Mike. Mike is so excited right now. Like, you're just so, you're so happy talking about it. Like, man, I haven't heard somebody use man alive in a phrase <laughs> Like in, in maybe decades. That was that. You're just a giddy little schoolboy when you talk about this just stuff. This probably like 1989, yeah, right? Yeah. Do, do these guys know how excited <laughs> that you get? Like, I mean, do they look out into the crowd like a, like at somebody's events when you're covering and be like, I just want to make Mike Pankow happy? Like, that's what I always imagined <laughs> at the ones that you're at. <laughs> so here's, here, here's what happens with the finish. They basically kind of they, they drive the car. Um, he, uh, Frank's already like beaten down because he got put through a, 
a wooden door by Janela. So Ego throws, um, Ego throws Frank in the car, then he picks up Janela, puts him in the car, drives um, everybody around to the end zone. So boy, this is where it's going to get really interesting. So they, they, they fight by the goalposts in the end zone. Frank is like dead to the world. So after Janela gets an advantage on Ego, knocks him down, he's incapacitated, Frank's already incapacitated, Janela puts them both stretched across a pair of tables. There's a ladder there, conveniently enough. Climbs the ladder. On the crossbar, Joey Janela stands on the crossbar, does a swanton bomb onto both Ego and Frank and gets the pin to win the match. Absolutely insane. I mean, you may have seen some photos of mine on the Windy City Slam Twitter and Instagram accounts and Facebook as well. I mean, this thing was way way sick and <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> what what else we got yeah real quick to finish out the card mike bennett returned for his first independent match in three years he defeated ring of honors cheeseburger with an old school pile driver very cool got to talk to mike for a couple minutes he and his wife maria have moved back to ottawa apparently so they're back in the states close to her family he says he really enjoys it there Although I told him, man, you gotta watch out for those Illinois taxes. Yeah, he just exactly. kind of laughed. It's a, it's a kind of, it's kind of a, it's a nice little town out there. I mean, that's where she's from originally, and um, yeah, and she's got, she's got family roots there and things like that. So I'm sure she's pretty pumped up to be back home. Yeah, Mike, cool dude. They have two very young children now, so very happy for him, and hopefully he'll be back at future Warrior shows as well. The Man Beast Rhino, WWE ECW legend, Impact Wrestling star. He defeats Beastman following it gore. This was a really, really cool big man match. It was supposed to originally be Rhino and Lance Archer. Unfortunately, our thoughts are with Lance as he's dealing with the coronavirus right now. So hopefully he'll be good in a couple of weeks and he'll be back on AEW. But yeah, great match to replace that too. Rhino and Beastman was very, very awesome. Airwolf won a six-man scramble match. We had Zachary Wentz, who we mentioned earlier. He defeated Blake Christian. Isaiah Velasquez defeated Travis Titan, and Moose defeated Suicide in a battle of impact superstars. And now we don't have a whole lot of time left, so let me just spit a few things out. This weekend, coming attractions, AAW Pro has returned after nearly seven months away. Their first show, uh, they're doing a series of four shows at 115 Bourbon Street in Marion, uh, Marionette Park. AAW Live, first show is this Thursday night, October 1st. It'll be available on Fight TV because the 50-ticket allotment sold out in just a couple of days. So very exciting there. We have the, all the main champions will be there. On the men's side, Mance Warner, Hakeem Zane, and the besties in the world are advertised for that show. Also, Saturday afternoon, Black Label Pro has their Turbo Grap 16 tournament, a doubleheader of shows in Crown Point, Indiana. And one of the featured matches on that show is Kylie Ray against Alex Shelley. That should kill it. And also, real quick on Sunday, Golly Lucha Libre. Sunday night, October 4th at DuPage Soccer in Villa Park. Now, we literally have like two minutes left to get the Clash of Champions in. So let's uh, let's spin it out. Did yeah, give me, give me your Clash of Champions stuff. Okay. Uh, in the main event, we had Roman Reigns defeating Jey Uso, his cousin, to retain the Universal Championship. Which everybody knew was coming and would have been shocking if it wasn't that. I mean, it was basically just a, a stepping stone to get them to what they really want to do with that storyline. 
Yeah, that was predictable. But the part that, you know, was a little bit different, Reigns was beating the crap out of him. Jay was kind of, you know, struggling and all that. And we see Jay's brother, Jimmy Uso, come down the aisle hobbling down. He has a towel in his hand. And if you're a couple of minutes of, of uh, the brothers kind of like trying to convince each other to go one way or the other, um, Jimmy throws in the towel to end the match. And this was a great exhibition of Roman Reigns continuing to cement his heel character with Paul Heyman. I mean, very, very good effort by both guys in that ring and then Roman becoming the heel that I think everybody kind of wanted him to be. So good job there, WWE. And then in the other featured match, we had Drew McIntyre defeating Randy Orton to retain the WWE Championship in an ambulance match. And basically that match ended... It's a, it's a, mat, a brawl all over the arena, and you have to basically incapacitate your opponent and put him into the ambulance to end the match and shut the door. Which is what McIntyre did. He hit Randy's own punt kick maneuver on Randy, shoved him in the ambulance, slammed the door, and that was it. And then it was basically, the match itself was a case of the legends strike back on Orton. He had Big Show come out and, and beat him up a little bit. He had Christian come out and beat him up a little bit during the match. And even late in the match, on top of the ambulance, Shawn Michaels showed up, super kicked Orton. Because at one point, Orton beat him up on TV as well. And so, a lot of revenge going on there for those guys. And at the end of the show, for good measure, Ric Flair, who Randy turned on as well, kicked him in the head. He drove the ambulance away. <laughs> Woo! All right, my friend. I think I think you got it all in in just about the right amount of time. Excellent job, Michael. Very, very good. All right. So uh, remember, folks, uh, check out Mike's articles. He, he writes them. And uh, check out the podcast at WindyCitySlam.com or anywhere your podcast can be found. And uh, good luck to Chicagoland Championship Wrestling with their with their upcoming show. Uh, we've been kind of covering them the last couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to a new promotion, getting out there and seeing what they can do. It should be an awful lot of fun to see what happens. My friend... We have uh, another show next week, right? Yep. Uh, NXT TakeOver is this uh, Sunday, so we'll maybe talk a little bit about that. And we'll see what happens locally as well. Okay, we are out of here. We will see you soon. If you missed this live, remember it's on demand anywhere podcasts can be found and always at WindyCitySlam.com. We will see you next week, everybody. Bye-bye. Just screaming because my name